It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Producer Todd Surprise hanging out with us here today, as well as Kirk Elliott, as he does each and every Monday. Uh, a lot to talk about. Gateway Nationals. Uh, Jonathan Davenport picks up $40,000 to win, and we'll talk about the Snowball Derby as well. Kirk, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. We had some big races this weekend. Man, it there was a lot going on this weekend, and... Um, uh, as we normally do on on Mondays, Kirk, uh, your your quarterback from Iowa State is now the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think about that? I think that's great. Brock Purdy won a lot of football games for the Iowa State Cyclones, and I'm not a bit surprised that once he got his opportunity – he would deliver the goods for the 49ers against the Dolphins yesterday, and he did. Threw two touchdown passes, and he played great. But I knew he would play great. Oh, uh, I'd seen him too. I've seen this kid play too much. I watched every snap he played in college. But he was the last person picked in the it. draft. Mister Irrelevant, they call right, him. Right, right. And uh, you know, Trey Lance got hurt early in the year, so they had to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. There was a question of whether they would bring Jimmy Garoppolo back, yeah. and they did. And, you know, he did take him to a Super Bowl one time, but he got hurt, and Brock Purdy was ready for the moment. The only other time he got into a game, Scott, was against the Chiefs. Yeah. That was the only other time he played this year. Well, um, th that's going to be interesting to see how uh, the 49ers prevail after uh losing jimmy g i don't you know what jimmy g is a much better quarterback than what people give him credit for i think well anyway. yeah i don't think they did give him a lot of credit they yeah, don't they, they they don't give him enough credit do they 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 dissed him at the beginning of the year you know he wasn't allowed to practice with the team they were going to trade him they couldn't do that they they made him practice separate he didn't even get the playbook he used the playbook that he had the year before and just went on what you know, was going to get the new stuff if they right. kept him. This guy, let me tell you something. Somebody better, I don't know. that. I, they done him wrong. They're going to have to hang on to him. They did him wrong. They man. did him wrong. And sure. uh, he really broke that. And there's a photo on social media. You can pull that up somewhere. I tried to find it real quick, but I didn't. Right. But, man, he got stepped on, and that, that ankle is, it's, it, it, it it's, looks bad. It's bad. It looks bad. Right. So I, I feel for him. I You don't want to see that happen to anybody. How about our Kansas City Chiefs yesterday? Just, they I'm just speechless, uh, man. The, the, to be honest with you, the Cincinnati Bengals are pretty damn good. They're really good. They're really good. And, and they were able to keep our defense at bay, whereas all year long, We've been able to get to the quarterback, and we were not able to do it yesterday. Only that, once, right at the end of the game, and that's that's it. Not, yeah, not why changed. is that? The Chiefs couldn't get any rush on, uh, or any pressure whatsoever on Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow gets rid of the ball really quick. He does, but he's yeah. taken a lot of sacks this year. This year was one of his biggest sacks. He's not afraid. They're not afraid to. He's a pocket quarterback. People, if you go back and even. People compare him to Tom Brady, not his skill set, but the way he stands in the pocket. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
he's been sacked a lot and he doesn't they don't worry about that that much but yesterday was not a good day it was that was that game would have been changed if we had pressure on the quarterback that's all I that's And they I mean. had Jamar Listen, Chase back in the lineup. Butner needed to make that 55-yard field goal. Everybody needs to do their job a little better. You can't rely right. on Patrick Mahomes and T- Travis Kelsey to bail every game. They can't they can't alone win you 14 games in the NFL. You know what really right. cost them the can't. game was that turnover when uh, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey uh, and I, I'm not going to blame, blame Travis Kelsey, Kelsey no. too much because he got it kind of stripped Listen, away Travis from Travis Kelsey's won more games for us than yeah, anybody. That's right. Right. I, th- I think that you was you got to give him a break. I think that was more of a Bengals making a great that's play exactly to get the ball loose more than Travis Kelsey they made a play too. making any Listen, kind of a mistake if, there. If, if he doesn't lose that ball on that drive, was a good I think we go down there and score and we win the game. Yeah. I do, too. I if that, that turnover know. hadn't happened, I think the Chiefs uh, win that game. And, yeah. I believe everybody, and I believe Cincinnati believes that, too. I don't think they believe that they came in and, dom- you know, we went in there and got dominated because they, they was a dogfight to the end. So I just know that that defense has to step up because you can't just rely on our offense to bail you out every time. Uh, you, you can't allow – Subpar teams, you can make the mistakes because they'll make the mistakes right back. You understand? Mm-hmm. Teams that are just not that good. Teams that are the Bills and Cincinnati and right. these and Dallas. You know, if I go to the NFC, Dallas and and uh, Eagles. These teams, they don't make the mistakes in Minnesota. They don't make the mistakes. Right. So therefore, you can't make mistakes on your end and expect a good outcome. So, but our record's still fine. Mm-hmm. Our division sucks. So we're I still be fine. think we, we have a chance to be the number one seed. We we sure do because this, Our, if you look at the schedule, schedule of Buffalo is. and Miami, their their schedule's a lot tougher. Than ours. Who does Bill? Who the Bills? Who do they play? I Who's can, left? I, I, I'll pull it up. Here I don't know exactly who they're playing, Kirk. But um, all I do know is is that their schedule's a lot tougher than ours. So, but that that would be pretty miraculous if the Chiefs get. The AFC Championship so game the Bill, on their own. The Bills field again. have um, they have one easy game coming up, which is against the Jets. But I won't say that's easy because the Jets have been playing pretty well. They have the Dolphins, which the, you know the that's Dolphins, Bills, Bears, Bengals, Bengals, and Patriots. That Bengals that'll be hard. To, so they yeah. have one. I can see two games that'll be tough. You know for them. They play the Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah. That'll be a tough ball. That'll Might, be a tough game. January second, so that not a couple days after New New Year's. So they played it's Dolph- a night game. the Dolphins at home. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. In Buffalo, and Miami does not travel well in the cold. Now there, it's a different team, but when you don't practice in cold. It's tough to play in cold. Right. Yeah. And December eighteenth. Well, it's it's actually December eighteenth, so we'll figure out. But I'm with you guys. I we're one of these teams. You know what I mean? We're the Dolphin. We're in there with the Dolphins. And the Bills and the we're just one of the four now, and that's how right. I, I kind of pick. And which isn't a bad place to be. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, there's no doubt that uh, we're going to win the AFC West. Yeah, we'll be all right in the right. AFC West, and then we'll figure out where we're at. And that Monday night game against the uh, Bengals that's going to be a monster game. It, 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 it really January second. Yep. Yeah, January and Cincinnati 2nd. has to play Baltimore too, but. Their quarterback is out now too, right? Is he out for good? I don't. I haven't seen Lamar any Jackson. Up. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I think he. I I don't know if he's out for good. Yeah, I knew he went out during that game. Yeah, but he went out 
What about Patrick Mahomes? He was hobbling around there I at the end that. of the game. I know. Is that, he was okay? a, that was a little worrisome. Wasn't Didn't it? like seeing that. Uh, I hope it was more of I'm feeling bad. All right. Pat, <laughs> Patrick says football sucks. We know. Yeah, well, that's all right, Patrick. We we yeah. like we like talking a little bit of football around here. You know, it is called mostly motorsports, mostly motorsports. and we and we we get off topic a little bit. We still have plenty of racing to talk about. We got Man. plenty to talk we about, Kirk. Uh, I would say the most emotional win of the weekend was Tyler Erb winning the uh, Gateway Nationals. Wouldn't you agree? Maybe the most emotional win of the year. Maybe Tyler Erb. Wins the $30,000 at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Right. But then we find out in Victory Lane that his dad, dad suddenly died earlier in the week. Wednesday. Died on Wednesday. And, it, when they and got you, there. Can, you, can, uh, you can tell that the announcers did not know that his no. dad had passed away. Yeah, Ben Shelton didn't know about it. You could hear it in Ben's voice that he was cracking up, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he, he knows all these people. Right. Dustin Jarrett, the other announcer. Blake Anderson certainly didn't know what was going on, but I think he asked the key question. Blake Anderson, doing the pit side interviews for Flo, asked the question to Tyler Erb after he'd already discussed how he won the race. He said, right. you know, Blake could sense that it was pretty emotional for Tyler, especially after he said, this is for someone close to me. It's pretty special. And this was after he hugged his mom and everybody else in Victory Circle, and Blake could sense, hey, this is pretty emotional, so I'm going to ask you, uh, what were you thinking on the last lap? You looked pretty emotional, and that's what brought Tyler Erb, who I think he was going to be hesitant to even say anything at all. I right. don't think he really I, planned on I don't announcing think, that. No, I, I'm with you, Kirk. I don't think he planned on telling anybody. He said that he kept to himself throughout the entire week and didn't say anything to anybody. Um, should we play the, the post-race interview? Yeah, then we'll talk about the race itself. But obviously, the, the big moment of the whole weekend was in Victory Circle at the end of this race. And uh, courtesy of Flow Racing and Blake Anderson, let's, let's hear the post-race interview with uh, winner Tyler Erb. I saw, I mean, we saw how emotional you were here in Victory Lane just a few moments ago. What was that last lap like? You know, you're thinking of everything going on in life. Was that an emotional final lap coming to the checkered flag? Yeah, definitely. I just, uh, you know, all of our family and everybody close to us is watching this. So um, just it'd be easier for me to say it once and be done. But my dad, who we, you know, he's... Yeah. My best friend in the whole world, he, uh, we got to St. Louis here and he had a heart attack Wednesday and died. And I'm sorry to all my friends and everybody this week. I, I haven't said anything because it's, it's just, it's tough, you know, and um, I, I apologize to all my friends and everybody. I just uh, been dealing with a lot, trying to keep to myself. And we just decided that uh, I decided to be better to stay here and support my mom. And I love her with all my heart and I always will. And don't think this is a sob story, man. This is the worst news I could have ever thought of in my whole life. But, you know, just put it in the back of my mind and raced and uh, got it done. So I guess, you know, he was definitely helping us this week. And, um, you know, just have to take life every day from here on out. Well, your family certainly in our thoughts. Everyone here, St. Louis, make some noise for your Gateway Dirt Nationals. Turbo Tyler Herb. Well, uh, Ben, DJ, 
man, I, I don't know if you can really put into words at this point just how special that win is for Tyler Erb. Um, I, I just, uh, I, 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 I didn't know that about Martin. Um, wow. Gosh. Um, uh, uh, man, I, I, I just don't know what to say. Nothing, yeah. nothing but love to, to that family. Um, Tyler's a guy that uh, you and I have known a lot. He, his whole family, we've known him, uh, Mark and Sandra, uh, and, and, and Tyler, we've known uh, We've known a long time. We're going we're gonna to throw it back down to you, Blake. Uh, let's talk to second and third, buddy. Yeah, we'll grab second here, Tanner English. Tanner, yeah. man. All right. Boy, that was emotional right there. Yeah, Dustin Jarrett and Ben Shelton, the announcers there, they, uh, they knew Mark pretty well. Right. The, the whole family, the Herb family. So that, uh, that was a shocker for everybody. Kirk, uh, let's talk a little bit about that race. Um, well, it looked like it was Will Harrington's race till right. that yellow flag came out with about seven laps I don't know. Ago. Cody, Cody uh, was leading that race at the beginning of the race. And, and then Harrington passed him on the outside. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I think that Cody had the – didn't he break a drive shaft? Uh, I think eventually he did, but if, if you watched uh, just how Will Harrington made that move around the outside to pass him uh, – I don't know if Her Harrington broke the drive shaft. Yeah, Harrington after he'd gotten past broke right. the drive shaft. Right. But uh, Cody Bauer, who won the preliminary feature on Friday night, uh, got a great starting spot up front. Will Harrington, who also did well in his preliminary race, got the move on Bauer on the outside to grab the lead, and it was his race from right. there on out until that last yellow flag came. Scott, I. I don't think that yellow flag hadn't come out that uh, anybody would have had anything for the 19 car, but maybe that drive shaft still breaks. I don't know. Right, no doubt. But it was fate that uh, entered into the fray as Tyler Erb made the move on the restart, got himself in between two cars, and pulled into the lead. I think, you know, I think maybe it was fate, Scott, that the you know, there, one car there, got out in front and won that race. That's why he was driving the wheels off of that car so hard. Absolutely. It meant more to him to win that race than anything else. Could you imagine if you were at the races and your dad passed away? No, I can't. That happened at the Chili Bowl, remember? We interviewed. There was one of the drivers down there, and his dad passed away on the weekend. Who was that, Kurt? Do you we, remember who we that got was? down there and and um, his dad at the load-in day he passed away and he decided to go ahead and we did an interview with him it's on our archives I can't not remember the I mean I I recorded the interview right and edited it yeah we, I remember it I just can't I can't I remember the driver not remember it was with the same day we did interviews I can tell you the gate the interview we did it with Ace Johnson and because we went in that bus that he drove down there. That we went on board, yep. and it was another guy, and I can't remember who, and it was, and he he passed away, and we talked to him, and Victor, matter of fact, we talked to him a couple times on the weekend, you know, and and right. you know everybody was giving him hugs all weekend, so yeah, I remember, and that was at a, an event kind of like this, like what we're seeing right now. I mean, you know, it's a, a weekend event. You're down there. It was load in day when those guys rolled in. And when we saw that long embrace with his mother right there, we didn't know what 
was going on. But right. you look back, you look back at that replay of that now, you can see the pain in her face there as Tyler was giving her that long embrace after winning that race. Yeah, no doubt about it. That was a uh, that is a little bit of a heart tugger. Yeah, right there. And the the reaction from the crowd after right. that was, in, of course, they had a great crowd there. And uh, that was about as big a crowd noise as I think I've heard at any race. Right. Maybe so. right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, obviously, comforting his mom right there, no doubt about it. Um, that has to be one of the biggest wins maybe of the year. Would you agree? Yeah, and certainly the biggest win and the most meaningful in Tyler Erb's career. And I don't know if anything will ever top that. Hmm. Well, for him. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, for him, for his whole life that he exists, that'll That's be. That's going to be the biggest win of his life, right? It'll I be would think so. Unfortunate, you know, for him, it'll be a bittersweet weekend for him because of what happened. I mean, you yeah, know. He's got an opportunity right. to win a lot of races. Still pretty young guy. Yep. He's got an opportunity to win some of the crown jewel races. But I don't know if anything will ever top what occurred let's just, for him and his family on Saturday night in St. Louis. Let's just hope he wins some big ones quick so that way that this one doesn't set on him so hard because it, it can you know how it is when you lose a parent oh, yeah, suddenly no it's doubt. just i mean i know he didn't expect it. my mom she passed overnight when she went she went to sleep and didn't wake up it was what it's right. one of those deals where you aren't prepared for it when you're when someone's sick and ailing you kind of put yourself in a mental state where it's like this could happen any day but this poor guy you know, same way with the other Had driver. Had a heart attack. Yeah, that's what happened with the other driver. I remember. I don't remember his name now. I'll, I'll find that before the show's over. But what had happened? Dad had drove the car out early from California. The kid was flying out later on. Found out when he got to the airport that his dad had passed. And they said, "What do you want to do?" And he's like, "I'm already here, Dad. Stuff. I'm going to be. You know." And and so they arranged for Dad to be flown back home, and he stayed and raced and. Yeah, like you said, that's hopefully this this guy. He he's a great racer, and he'll have he'll he's going to get some big wins this year. I yeah, I, I a, think that thirty thousand win is anything compared to yeah. winning that race for his dad, though. Oh yeah, the money is great, but that's not what he was thinking about right there. Yeah, no, no that bad. trophy that was the last thing on his mind at that moment. That tr well, trophy will be extra special, I yeah. think. You know, one of those trophies you have. Scott's got a bunch of them around. But there'll always be that one, you know, you go, this is my, well, <laughs> my crown jewel. Well, just so you know, Todd, those trophies over there in that corner there, yeah, those trophies don't mean as much to me. But the ones But the, <laughs> the trophies over in that corner, back over there in yeah. that corner, those are the trophies that mean a lot to now me. Now explain the difference. Well, the, those, those trophies are about. sentimental to me over there a little bit more. It's my exactly. first and my second win. Um my first modified win, um, uh, several of my super truck wins are over there. They were big time to me. Um, won a championship with Austin um, Siebert winning yep. the championship for me in 04 in a super truck. Your, tra your championship belt there on the pool table? Yeah, and then I've got the championship belt over there that Carl Edwards won for me in 2003. I remember that race. You remember that one? I was sitting one. in the grandstands watching that. You know what I think would be a neat, right. a neat idea and a neat – I think that maybe if the, they could get a couple trophies made for that family for this weekend, 
one for the mom and one so he doesn't have to give it just to mom. Right. Because you know that's probably what's going to happen. Maybe may no what they're doing. Maybe get know. a couple trophies for the family in that way because it's a it's a special type thing. Well, to be honest with you, that that belt that's got, over there of two, right? I, I, I may, had another one made, yeah. and had Carl sign it for that's me. That's right. Yeah. So that's what they – I think somebody should reach out. I don't know who. I'm sure these guys have already maybe thought of it, but maybe not. Maybe they're still kind of stunned about what's kind of going on, but maybe somebody over there should reach out and say, hey, let's get that family a, a remembrance that they can have something so it isn't just such a uh, – you know, that weekend's a tough weekend on family. I'd be yeah. surprised if that's not – in the works. Yep. Yeah, no I doubt. I hope to see that. All right, Todd, let's take a break. When we come Ten back, we'll, we're going to talk about the modified race, and we'll talk about the Snowball Derby, and uh, we'll talk about Jonathan Davenport winning down in Florida as well. That's all next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Three nine whole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas fuel treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise. Kirk Elliott sitting in with us today. Kirk, um, what do you think of uh, Ricky Thornton Jr.'s win there at uh, Gateway Nationals? Uh, yeah, that was a, a pretty solid victory. I thought maybe Jordan Grabowski might have a pretty good shot at that. He was leading that race, and Mike McKinney, made his presence felt, but uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., he was the man as he backed up his preliminary win from the night before. Of course, he comes from the modified racks. That's when we first right. started watching Ricky Thornton Jr., and uh, he got it done on Saturday night. So um, what what did you think about that? I, I thought that uh, Ledford, he, was, he led that race a little bit earlier. He was in that 37L car. Yeah. Um, but he, he broke a drive shaft leading the race as well. Yeah, and, of course, uh, you know, it's amazing. He that just about got ran over, too. Right. <laughs> right. You know, as rough as the track turned out to be, it's uh, it's amazing this equipment held up as well as it did. But, right. hey, as a fan, I don't care what it costs to fix these cars. I, I, was enjoy I enjoyed the action out there on the racetrack. Yeah, no From doubt. From a fan standpoint, there was a lot of action out there because of the roughness of the track. I thought Jordan Kabowski was going to have a chance to win I that did race, too. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought thought he was going to get it done. And he's an IMCA modified driver. So. Underpowered. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So that just goes to show you that horsepower wasn't the end-all, be-all there. So um, Ricky Thornton picks up the win, and I, I got to say that I hate to say this, but that track was just as rough bad. as could be. It was bad. That was it, that track it was, was just terrible bad. Well, Anybody I, else agree with me on that? I think uh, you know when you put heavy race cars on a on a dirt track like that, it after three days of action, it's it's going to get a little rough. 
Yeah. That's just the way it is. It was chunky. Is all it kind of what it reminded me. Of. Uh, that baby was just <laughs> rough and rugged, and we saw a lot of drive drive shafts broke, and we saw uh, a lot of cars have some problems with the suspension. Yeah, I'm with Kirk. I'm surprised there wasn't more. By the way, you see these things bouncing. I mean, every clip that people were posting on social media, right, was these corner shots of this just digging in just just digging oh my gosh it was it was brutal <laughs> but nothing short of action no no it was entertaining it was customer up there Listen. i don't care what it costs to fix these race cars i just want to be entertained you know me personally um i like it when the racetracks are cowboy up yeah to Chain be honest makes, with makes you a racer for it. as long as it doesn't come out of my pocket yeah, right. as long as i don't have to pay for it um i i i were you surprised that the track conditions no, were the way they were? Not a bit surprised. No, I wasn't the, either. The best, the, the smoothest conditions was the first night. Yeah. But after three days, you know, it's gonna it's gonna get roughed up. Yeah. Um, what kind of the dirt track was, was worse than last year? Would you agree? Do you think it was worse than last year, Kurt? That's what Ryan said. I'd have to go back and look at the video to to be pretty yeah, accurate. So. Got probably had more race cars this year that than they had last year. Do you think the sprint cars smooth those things off a little bit more? Pack no, it in? I don't think no? so. No. Uh-uh. I just wondered, Mm-mm. you know, what did that have anything to do with it having a different type of opening class on there? Well, the midgets are a lot lighter race cars. Yeah. Right. So, like all week, just not as yeah. much wear and tear already on it. And right. But I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come down too hard on Cody Summers and that outfit that that's a tough assignment really put that temporary track in there for a few days in the dome and st louis the track's not going to be ideal it's just not going to be right when you put heavy you know 2600 pound race cars on the on the racetrack and that many of them over three days where do they get that dirt from where does that dirt come from i'm not sure is that i'm not sure it's the same dirt they use for the monster truck races okay so it's not like chili bowl and motocross dirt races that where, they have down there. So it's not like a chili bowl dirt where it's kept under a tarp and lock and key, where right. it's like this is the yeah. dirt for the chili bowl and shootout. Mm-hmm. It's just a different. And I don't know how it's stored. Yeah, you know, like it got wet, or you know, the temperatures outside leading up to the event uh, could be a factor. Of the track conditions right. may be worse than last year or the years past. It knowing, you know, how uh, yeah. The Hans and the Edwards that's family the, put together the Chili Bowl down there. That's not an easy task, putting a temporary and, racetrack. And that's right. what separates. Inside the, on a concrete floor. Uh, it's not going to be ideal. I think that's what will always separate the Chili Bowl and shoot out from any other indoor race that you see. I don't care where it is. Right. Is the track prep, the dirt, and the way these the guys. The Chili Bowl is the big one of all indoor races. Yeah. Would you agree? I mean, you see them all all the time, too, though, through the year. There's places that host some indoor midget and some indoor um, go-kart races and stuff. But I'm just saying there's nobody that puts the effort, time, and expense into that dirt and that prep and that track every right. year. They're, they're second to none. You'll you'll never see. I've I was there every year. I know. Right. It, the there's a, that, there's that, a lot of work into that and, what makes and that. And believe me, I, I guarantee it, the, the effort is just as equal it is. at the Gateway oh, Nationals. Oh, no doubt about no it. Doubt. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm not going to be too critical no. right. of a temporary dirt Temp- track completely. inside a dome stadium and in the middle of winter that the track is right. not 
as ideal as a lot of people And it's would just like. a one-weekend deal. We're talking three weeks with the Chili Bowl because you're there for the, the whole two weeks, the week between right. the Chili Bowl and the shootout. So it's a different animal. I completely agree. Like I said, I'm not dogging the, those guys, but they have to build it for a, a much – for an endurance track because they there's no way that you could have that kind of a track for the chili bowl there's just no way yeah. you know there's no you know so that's i, I agree i had some really good prep work no matter who's putting on these races indoors it's tough it's tough to do uh, yeah so um no surprises that ricky thornton jr picks up that win no, no. i i didn't i didn't think so uh, and he started a little deep in the field too didn't he uh didn't he start fourth in that race? I thought it was. He started fourth. Okay. Outside second row. Yeah. Uh, Mike McKinney, who finished second, started sixth. And uh, I think probably the biggest mover, Kyle Steffens, came from 11th to fourth. Yeah, he was in that th- race. And Chad Bauer, 14th to seventh. Probably the biggest mover in the uh, modified race. That Casey but, Burnett, he, he came from 17th to eighth. Yeah. Yeah, because we're still on this. We're Thir- watching 13 of the 20 cars finished because Thornton's still in third place with 12 to go. And we're watching this video right now. Right. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that may have been the reason why we felt like he came from so far back because heck with 10 to go. He was right. Here's where the big battle started taking place. Right. But, right. All right. So um, Tammy has brought this up and, and I'm just going to we'll just say it real here real quick, Kurt. Um she said, maybe I missed it, but where has Austin been? Well, Austin has decided to move on. Yeah, we're going to miss Austin. He uh, provided a lot of great commentary on these shows and did a great job of running the show. And uh, he's uh, going to focus on his racing and other things, and he's decided to move on. We appreciate Austin yeah, no for doubt. all the efforts that he made here at Racing Boys and I, I for one, am going to miss him. Uh, yeah, he, he he did a good job when he was here. He sure did. Yeah. And like I said, there was no way I could have. I appreciate him filling in all year long because there was no way I, with my commitment with my son and stuff, right. I could not do five days a week plus Saturdays and yeah. be able to do what I needed to do. So I appreciate everything Austin did. It was, you know, it, 11 months is a long time to for a, kid, a, person, a young adult like him as his first job. And, and we all know. This kid is banging out there with sponsors and stuff. And right. so every day this guy's working on things. So I'm sure he had a lot of irons in the fire. And so we wish, I wish him nothing but well. I know he did a great job. He sucked this information up just like any young kid does. In a, in a week's time, he knew how to push buttons, run things, and do things, you know. So, I, like you said, I I, yeah. I appreciate all of his efforts. Wish him well. I think he's going to be racing in Knoxville this year. How about that? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so. We'll, we'll be watching him racy sprint car yeah no doubt about it so it's uh you know it is what it is listen in this business it's tough man todd you've been here 11 11, years i I mean i know and and you've seen a lot of people come and go over those years haven't you Uh, just a lot and like i said i i mean it's just the way it is it's It's, just how it is it's just the way and not just in our business of racing media but media in general the, the turnover is huge Right. Um, it's tough, man. It's a different kind of gig. And if you're not cut out for it, and if it isn't your cup of tea, you can't kind of commit. It's different kind of animal. And I love it. Like I said, I, I've dug it. I wouldn't have stuck it out for 11 years. And like I said, I'll stick it out as long as you and Kirk are willing to right. keep a foot in the fire and, and 
pretty soon when my son graduates, I'll be chasing baseball. But after that, right. before that, up until then, I'm still here in the game for a few more years. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I enjoy everything. I'm, if people don't know me, I've, I've been I've, – I'm a race fan. I've right. been, I grew up going to racing as a little kid. I had a racetrack, Lakeside, old Lakeside Speedway. It was right down the street from my house. I had Kenny – king lived down the street from my house who was going to be scott trailer's guest for his show originally uh, uh, kenny king was as close to being my partner on the air as anybody else but kenny king unfortunately passed he away passed. from cancer yeah wow. i knew kenny when he was t- between the ages of 12 and 18 right. when i lived in the neighborhood so i grew up going to these races and my friend one of my best friends owned E&M Auto Supply, which sponsored a ton of cars at Lakeside Speedway. We were there with a parts van every week at Lakeside. I didn't know what that meant, right. but we drove the parts van there, dropped it off, set on the hill. Uh, so I'm, I come from a racing background a little bit. I, I, my dad was a pit guy at the original Lakeside Speedway when it was, heck, he, was, he worked at the Lakeside Drive-In. Right down the street. Right next to it. At, at 99th. That's right. right. I mean, he went from there, so he'd work. I mean, so like I said, I, I've been around. I'm not as experienced, obviously, as Austin O'Neill with his vast knowledge with his family. Like I said, but I do. I'm not a part-time fan. I I, I absorb. You've been racing. doing this for a while. And and I like I said, I appreciate everybody and that that uh, that sucked me into the racing family and took me in and and uh, gave me a big hug. I appreciate it all. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, um, Kirk. Uh, Jonathan Davenport picked up forty thousand dollars down there at Altex uh, Raceway. Yeah, and even in Lake than, City, Florida. Even bigger than that, he got over the two million dollar mark for the year. He did. He's over the two million dollar mark in How about earnings. That? I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. That includes that million dollar to win race at Eldora Speedway back in June. But this guy has won more big races in dirt late model racing in one season than anybody will probably ever see. Right. In one year. And we're that that's saying something because, you know, we watch guys like Billy Moyer and Scott Bloomquist and do drivers a lot of like things. that do their thing. Right. But the number of crown jewel victories that Jonathan Davenport had in twenty twenty two, I'm not sure will ever be matched. I don't think it ever will be. I don't think anybody else will ever win $2 million. No. Do you think? I don't think so. Because they're not going to have the million-dollar to win race yeah. next year. Donnie Moran won that million-dollar race back in 2001, but he didn't win over $2 million like right. Jonathan Davenport <laughs> That's did. That's a lot of so money. Yeah. It's going uh, to be a long time before we ever see anyone win over $2 million in dirt late model racing in one year. That was pretty special moment. When Jonathan Davenport held up that big placard, said $2 million after his $40,000 right. to win on Saturday night at Alltech Speedway. So Brandon Overton was second and uh, Joseph Joyner was third. Um, were you a little surprised that some of the guys that were down there in Lake City, Florida, didn't come up and run the Gateway Nationals? Kirk? No, I'm not surprised. A lot of those drivers that race <laughs> They don't down want to tear up their stuff. That and a lot of those drivers with Davenport and Overton included are from Georgia, so right. they didn't have that far to go to northern Florida to race for $40,000, and, you know, maybe there's some guys that know that when you go to the Dome at Gateway, you are you better bring 
plenty of body panels with you because you're going right. to need them. And a lot of those guys don't want to work on the bodies of these race cars. But uh, others that are a little bit closer to St. Louis don't mind it when you got that $30,000 payday at the end of the right. end of the run. Kyle Bronson, uh, he ended up running fourth. Um, there was a lot of good drivers down there in, in Lake City, Florida. Uh, Austin Winger was down there. Shane Clanton was down there. Kyle Strickler was there as well. Matt Shepard. Um, there was uh, definitely a lot of good. Tim McCready was there. Um, Ashton Winger won the $20,000 prelim on Friday night. Yeah. So, um, no big surprise, Jonathan Davenport picks up the $40,000 down there, right? He just does what he does. And yeah. that's win big races. So, uh, yeah, just a, just an incredible season for the Superman, they call him. Jonathan Davenport. What a season. I, you know, I thought the season he had in 2015 could never be matched. He topped that in a big way this year. Yeah. How many races did he win in 15, Kurt? Do you remember? I don't I don't recall. I'd have to go back, take yeah. a look, see what the numbers were. But he won the uh, World 100 then. He won the Show Me 100 and the Silver Dollar. Uh, no, he did not win the Silver Dollar Nationals that year, but he won a bunch of other races in 2015. Uh, this year, it was uh, – he didn't win the Show Me this year. Because if you remember, he got passed by Chris Ferguson right. in that race. So that was the one crown jewel he didn't win. Uh, but I watched him win the Silver Dollar Nationals up there at I-80 Speedway. And also the Knoxville Late Model Nationals a week after he won his fifth World 100. Right. And he's only one short of Billy Moyer from the all-time number of wins in the World 100, which is considered the biggest race of them all. Uh, it's, uh, Nina said that, uh, she saw Dave's obituary and it doesn't say anything about donations. Could someone please let me know? I thought the world of Dave, um, I, I think that some people are asking for donations to the central racing boosters hall of fame as well too, right? Dave Tyson. We're talking right. about Dave yeah, Tyson. I, I don't have the details now. Tomorrow is his services at the. Speaks Suburban Chapel, 39th Street, and close to 291 Highway in Independence. 3 o'clock will be a services. They're having a visitation from 1 to 3. When is that? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we'll be there for that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I, I'll check on that to see what the memorial contributions are. I'm not sure what that is right now. And uh, they said that uh, in lure flowers or anything like that, that you can make a, a, a donation to the Central Auto Racing Boosters okay, Hall of Fame. Okay, there you go. You got the, yeah. you got the info. Yeah. That S makes sense because he was the vice president of the uh, Central Auto Very Racing Boosters Hall of Fame. Very passionate about uh, the Central Auto Man, Racing Boosters Hall missed. of Fame. Yeah. He'll be missed. No doubt. Yeah, you know, we just lost Carla Lane here a, couple, uh, you know, a year or so ago. Yeah. Now, Dave Tyson. Wow. It's just, uh, you know, that's uh, he put in so much work on that and was a great historian, and uh, you just can't replace people like that. Right. Uh, Caleb, we'll, we'll get into the USMTS schedule t maybe tomorrow on the show, right? Um, Kirk, Snowball Derby was this weekend, right? Yes, sir. It was the Derek Thorne show. Yeah. He had them all covered. Uh, how about uh, 
Eric getting the whole body ripped off his car. Eric Jones. and uh, That was the craziest <laughs> sequence of events. He, he, he kind of monster trucked up on his left rear and just ripped Ty, off the entire body. Ty Majeski got up on top of the back end of Eric Jones's car and just peeled it like an onion. Just the whole back half body peeled off of the race car. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that much body come off. It, no. it it really took it from the windshield back, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like uh-uh. that. I Most either. of the damage was caused when Majeski's car came off of Jones back in. That's, that's when it was peeled off. Two former Snowball Derby winners, as a matter of yeah. fact. Eric Jones won back-to-back races in 2012 and 2013, and Ty Majeski won this race two years ago. But uh, all the talk after the race was about the winner, Derek Thorne, who spent two years prior to this year leading all the laps of both the race last year and two years ago. And something happened at the end. He wasn't able to close the deal. And he does it again this year. The only difference is he wasn't on the pole this year. Josh Berry won the pole, and Thorne started outside the front row. But every restart, Derek Thorne was able to jump ahead and pull out to a four or five second lead, or four or five tenths of a second lead, four or five cars ahead, and maintain that advantage all the way. And it got a little dicey at the end of the race, Scott, when we had all those restarts. And you just wondered if somebody was going to get into the back of him. Sammy Smith had an opportunity to get into the back of Derek Thorne and maybe move him out. But Thorne was just too fast. He just always got off to a great restart. And once he got out in front, nobody could touch him. Yeah, no, he was the dominant car for sure. And it was the last race weekend for the that team, that, uh, that Campbell that, race team. Right, that, that was their last race down. together. Yeah. And he goes out with a bang. That was pretty cool. Bakersfield, California driver. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I want to remind everybody about what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum right now. They're giving away a 2023 Z06 Corvette with a Z07 performance package in it. Um, and Todd's putting this up on the screen so you can get an idea what this car really looks like. This car has 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's 8-speed automatic it's got the big brakes, big tires, big wheels. Uh, it's got this aero package on it that's special to this Z07 performance package. It is a really great car. T- just take a look at it right now, folks. Who wouldn't want to drive that car right there? It's got the Z07 performance package in it. Kirk, you would look really good. You would have women chasing you up and down the street in oh, that car man. right there. That's awesome. You, that would be that would be a great car. That looks like a cockpit out of an airplane. I, or something. It does. I've seen, doesn't it? I've seen Kirk in a Ferrari. It looks pretty close to that. So yeah, Kirk he stalled look, it out a few times. He that did day, pretty did. good. He nah, did, he all did right. pretty good, man. Yeah. What were you driving that day, Todd? Uh, the limited Porsche. I can't career. I can't remember. It was the racing edition. It was the quickest car of all the cars. It wasn't the fastest, but it was the quickest because uh. 
because it was quick, but nothing like what we're looking, nothing like no. what we're looking at right uh, well, here. That, that Corvette, if you want to have a chance to win it in the raffle, and they're going to be giving it away again Saturday, August 19th, 2023, they're going to give you $25,000 in cash that's, as well to help you pay for the taxes on it. That's how it works. That's so perfect. that's just how it works. Um, you can register to win this Corvette at winaz06corvette.com, winaz06corvette.com. And, again, this is the Z07 Performance Package. It's a pearl white Metallica tri-coat color. And, again, they're going to give you $25,000 to help you pay for the taxes as well. They draw for that next August. August 19th, 2023. Which is, which is a week after the Knoxville National Isn't that weird? That's kind of weird. Next yeah. year. Yeah. And, and, and don't forget, they're still at the uh, the uh, Sprint Car Complete race ready 410 sprint car they're going to be giving that away on friday december 16th that's pretty close a week from this friday is it a week from this friday wow that's a big that? day up there because they're going to also announce the inductees to the 2023 hall of fame right no doubt about it um and they're going to give you twenty five thousand dollars in cash as well with the sprint car to help you pay for the taxes on that as well it's got a oil motor in it and it is a a quality, quality sprint car. Again, race ready, 410 sprint car. And if you want to take a chance on trying to win that car, you can do that at sprintcarraffle.com. That's sprintcarraffle.com. Again, they're going to give you $25,000 as well. And they're going to be giving that car away on Friday, December 16th. Just go to sprintcarraffle.com and you can have a chance to win that. Kirk, we need all, to the, buy all the proceeds go to a great cause, to the Hall of Fame, the Brian Clausen Suite Tower, all of the things that be going on up there. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a worthy thing to get involved in these uh, drawings, the raffle, the sprint car raffle, and the uh, Corvette. Yeah, no doubt. And you can do that again at SprintCarRaffle.com. That is SprintCarRaffle.com. And if you're not comfortable giving your information over the Internet, you can always give them a call up there at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. And um, give them your information and have a chance to win that sprint car or the Corvette, the 2023 Z06 Corvette with the Z07 Performance Package. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. For Todd and Kirk, I'm Scott Trailer. We'll be right back with more here in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Country Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay in play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. What are you doing there, Kirk? What are you are you directing over there? What are you doing? The mic mic didn't work. Uh, Your uh, button. 
Yeah, it's got a little got a buzz in it. now. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. All I got to do is push it to the right a little. Yeah, no doubt. You just got to know how to push those buttons. Right. Um, uh, we want to do uh, the Derek Dorn interview, right? That we did after after the race. Yeah, this uh, post race interview with Derek Thorne, who finally breaks through and wins the Snowball Derby. This is courtesy of Racing America. They did a great job with that broadcast. They did a good job by with the way. it. Yeah. Eric Budenfeld does the interview right now. Moody was part of that broadcast. He was part he? of that broadcast. Yeah. So here's Derek Thorne. Snowball Derby champion. How does that sound? It took a minute, didn't it? It <laughs> yeah. took a few years, but uh, this is, uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but this is the final race for Byron and Carol Campbell, and it's been a, it's been a hell of a 10-year journey. Uh, love my family, my crew, Mike Keene, Vicky Keene, all these guys that have worked so hard to, to get us here. It's, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough, but <laughs> what better way to, to end your last race uh, with Byron and Carol than to be the Snowball Derby champions, man. Thank you guys so much for always being behind me. Man, it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster doing this stuff. We had plenty of restarts at the end for something to go wrong. Uh, I saw the 22 go three wide in the one, and I was like, oh, God, not again. Please, not again. But love you guys. Sad of my wife and kids at home. Love you, Hudson and Emery and Byron and Carol, Blake, all the Campbell family, this entire crew. They deserve it. You also, in this race, set the all-time lap leader record in Snowball Derby because you've led about three of them in a row from wire to wire. And, and you make it look easy. This crew makes it look easy. Man, it's not as easy as it looks. This track, this competition, the whole thing, huh? This is something special, in my opinion. You, you have some things that click. You know, and Byron put all the pieces of the puzzle together, and Mike Keen and I have been working together, and these guys, Sal, Adrian, Vicky, Dave, Peters, all of our sponsors, Cooley, Spotter, the best, best spotter in the business, and we have him out on the West Coast. Phil Pot, where's Matt Phil Pot? I don't know, I almost forgot Phil Pot. But these guys here, dude, they, they come here, we're here for 10 days, and we've done this for so many years, and... Without them, like, this is something special that I don't know. I hope it's not replicated, but to be able to come here, I thought we wouldn't be able to beat our 289-lap record last year and to come back and lead. I don't know how many laps we led today, but at the end of the day, man, what a day. Your 2022 Snowball Derby champion after years of trying, Derek Thorne in victory lane. There you have it, Derek Thorne, after his victory down at the Snowball Derby this last weekend. Eric Hudenfeld is the uh, pit reporter there that did the interview. Right. Joined by Ryan McCullough. And you mentioned Dave Moody, who was in the broadcast booth, along with Adam Mackey and Alan Dietz. I thought those guys did a great job. They did a good job. Yeah, no doubt about it. it good was, broadcast. Yeah. Um, somebody got on here and said, Bob Baker is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I'll, no I'll concur. <laughs> I'll concur. Uh, no, no doubt, doubt about, about that. Yeah. We've so, known Bob a long time. That guy didn't know me from Adam other than, hey, he works with the racing boys the day we went up there and worked the first time we worked up there at the sprint car when we used to cover the, we used to do the in, in, induction. 360 Nationals. No, we did the induction. Remember? we? Oh, we, yeah. We, we did we the. We streamed a couple of the induction. Uh, how many years did we do uh, that up there, Kurt? I know we did a couple before they took over. I don't know how many before. I, I don't even know if they do the, the live post-race. Presser, do they I, anymore? Chris Crone told me that he, they, I don't think he, so. up until two or three years ago, he they were still doing it. They were recording it, and Chris was putting it together as a package. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. a, but no, Bob Baker, I'll concur. Bob didn't know me other than I was just this long haired guy that was working for the race of boys. He came up, gave a big handshake, and said, How you doing, Todd? Nice to meet you. And from he's that, a great he's guy, been man. a friend ever since. So, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a cool dude. For yeah, sure. that's going to be a uh, 
a big weekend up there for the Hall of Fame next June, I think. Is the non-wing cars scheduled for that weekend? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe tomorrow we'll talk a little bit of USMTS, and maybe we can get Trenton Barry on tomorrow. Yep, that'd be good. We that'd talked about yeah. getting Trenton on over the weekend, but we didn't get a hold of I him. I missed so. Trenton Barry on the uh, yeah. Gateway Nationals broadcast this weekend. No doubt, man. That was a that was a big loss for them. He was supposed to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. but I he had was his, sick. I had his pictures already on my desktop. Right. Of him at the Nationals from the years in the past. Well, he had some great photos of him, right. you know, interviewing in the crowd. I was ready, man. I was all. So, no, that'd be great to get Trenton on. So, find out he's always good talk. Yeah. Yep. I hope he's feeling better. Well, I don't I don't know what was wrong with him. We'll let him tell you. Maybe he'll tell us tomorrow <laughs> if we get him on the air. I want to ask him about that Thanksgiving Day in Chicago. That's That's another thing I'd like to hear more about. I see some postings about that. I did too. I was kind of interested. What, what his wife about? Ashley With was his wife, involved in a broadcast. She's broadcasting up there. Oh, up there that's right. Yeah, she's, the big parade and the Macy listen, Day parade. Listen, Ashley worked for me at one time. Um, when my mom passed away, we started a, uh, a, a, a ovarian cancer um, nonprofit organization, and she ran that for me, and she did a great job. How cool is that? That's good. Do you remember that, Tom? I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, yep. she did a really good job back in the day. Yeah, she, yeah, was, she she's, did do a great She's job. very talented, Yeah, no doubt about it. She's got a lot of skills. So you're getting ready for the PRI show this weekend? I am. I'm going to be going down there after the Wednesday show. You're going to fill in for me on Thursday, Friday, right? I can do it. Me and yeah. Kirk will be right here rocking and rolling. Line up a couple Friday. of guests while you're out there and. Indianapolis for yeah, us. Yeah, so. there was a bone from the from the Midwest, and we'll get them on. Right. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get down to the PRI take show. Some, take some photos this time, and we'll post those on our social media this year to let, kind of let, you know, what people, what it looks like. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people, you you have to be in on the end to get in, right. you know. A lot and of so, people don't have an idea what's yeah, going on so down there. Yeah, so Scott will shoot a little photos and maybe a little B-roll with his camera when he does yeah. some interviews, and maybe we'll we'll put some of that on on Trek I can Talk. do it with just my phone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Our phones are, back when we first started this, Scott, our phones just couldn't hold up to what yeah. we needed. But nowadays, I can almost trick almost everybody with my video from my phone or from a pretty good camera. I'm, yeah. So, phones yeah. are so... <laughs> so smart I, my phone will shoot in 8k my tv won't look at it in 8k because i don't have right, one but right, I, it'll, right. shoot, it'll yeah. shoot in 8k so one yeah. day they'll be too smart they will well they already are they already are i don't smart. know how to use half right. of what's they'll on control my phone. us rather than the other way around you Man. know uh, uh deidre that's uh, all she does is look at her phone i tell you that we don't even talk anymore you remember she just stares at her phone all the time scotty cook before this the, the phones blew up when he was just you know, Scotty Cook was a grinder on the phone. He was just, it was molded to his hand. And Well, Scotty and I, when we traveled up and down the road, he, he constantly was on his phone. Yep. That's your, that's but your, you know, everybody does that. You, you sit true. in a group of people, they're I don't, all looking at their phones. Kirk, I don't do that. I try not to if I'm in a social setting. I, 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 I don't look at my phone. I do when people Unless ask. I'm alone. Yeah, if I'm I, a, uh, me personally, I don't look at my phone hardly at all. Oh, and, and in fact, most people get mad at me because yeah, I don't answer my phone. Well, that's the thing. I'll send Scott yeah, a text. You're hard to get a hold of, and he yeah. won't get the text for 
until that evening, and they say, "Sorry, man, I didn't get your text." And I'm Somebody like, say, "How Sorry, how man. can you get a hold? I can't get a hold of Scott." Yep. And I said, yep. "Hey, join the club. I can't get a hold of him." <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I smoke just, signals. About I'm the just, best I just don't look at my phone that much. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get out and smell the roses, right, Todd? That's get right. out and. Breathe the air. Enjoy it while right. you got it. <laughs> Enjoy the nature. I know you do that. I do. Yeah. I was out that. last night around midnight taking photos of the plaza last night with some Christmas lights here in Kansas oh, City. Cool. And yeah. So, yeah, you got to go out and see things. You know, the best time to view the plaza lights are, right? Mm. About 1 a.m. Oh, it is. There's no cars on the road. Oh, you can yeah. go down there. You don't have to worry about the idiots. Headlights and, and all that. And people tr- crossing the road in front of you, you know. And, yeah. And the, and the, Bad people have already moved away at them by that point. It's cold out. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect for to follow. I take a lot of photographs at past midnight down there. It's the best time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the show today. Uh, we'll do it all over tomorrow. I'm hoping to get Trenton Barry on. Um, I'll text, shoot him a text here in just a little bit. See if we can get him on tomorrow. Talk about USMTS. I know Caleb would like to be able to talk about that and their schedule and some of the new things that are going on with the USMTS. That'll all be tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. For Todd Surprise, my partner Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. 